Welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. In this episode, I have as guest Natalia Andrecho, CEO of the Seven, who bravely shares with me her personal battle with breast cancer. Aware of the fortunate position she was in due to the professionals she knew through her work, Natalia shares the determination to remain staying strong through brutal chemo sessions, the intent to look her best even when she felt her worst, and the gratitude she felt for friends and family who were supporting her through her cancer journey. Centred on the patient voice, but a patient voice that happens also to be an industry professional, may Natalia's story inspire and provide insight and share a supportive hand, one of keeping a sense of one's purpose when all seems overwhelming. It is a moving tale. Thank you for listening. This is web editor Nicole Raleigh, and today I have with me as guest Natalia Andrejuk, CEO of V7. However, Natalia is more than her professional label, her career success. She is a woman and she is a breast cancer survivor. The conversation, needless to say, will be patient centered, a deeply personal tale, but it is also one of resilience, empathy, and gratitude. With October, otherwise known as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, having drawn to a close and November now commenced, a month these days linked with Movember and men's struggle with prostate cancer, that stigma surrounding these intimate oncological diseases is something Natalia and I will be covering as we discuss her journey, one of both vulnerability and strength. Thank you for speaking with me today, Natalia. Nicole, thank you very much for having me in this room just to discuss and to talk about that. This is absolutely right. This story is deeply personal, but I want to tell this story to everyone who is going through the journey. I was going through a couple of years back. So that's uh, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to bring confidence for all women who were diagnosed or will be diagnosed in the future to fight, to be resilient, to be strong and to build their own way to be healthy again. So starting all of this, I would say I was the luckiest one because before I learned that I have the disease, we were working together with the group of oncologists in Ukraine, as we are with Evan as an agency, we were building the application together with one of our customers and this concilium of oncologists. Um, its application was called Oncologist uh, Guide, like make sure like we used the big compendium for the breast cancer and transformed it into the mobile application where every oncologist will be able fast finding the information they need. The information, the updates would be following into this application like need, without any effort automatically, of course, proven, applica- proven information. So we were working around this application. So that means I was reading a ton of materials, a ton of information about the disease. And you can imagine my surprise 
then it was a regular check, which we as women must go under, and there's no way, that I have realized that there is something I have in my body that I need to, you know, to go and to examine further and mm-hmm. to understand what it is. And then after after some time, I, I uh, thanks to the Israeli oncology clinic Lizod in Ukraine. So was like as a strong emotion linkage with them because this this clinic was actually um, founded by uh, Israeli uh, famous oncologist who was uh, was Brie Bernstein that time who was traveling from Israel to Ukraine like it's more than twenty years ago. So to fo- uh, to make sure this clinic is built and helping Ukrainian people to fight different types of cancer. And I was I was uh, working on this application with Andriy Zhigulin at the time, this uh, famous surgeon, is mostly operating uh, women in Ukraine in this very clinic. And once I was di- diagnosed, I, I was immediately going to see him. And he was like, his first phrase was, no, not you. Like, oh. it's, it was like, you know, like this emotional, professional bond. It it was like, no, it can't be true. And it was true because it's a, it was where I was. And the, the whole line of treatment was the aggressive one and the lengthy one, because I was honestly uh, from, uh, I remember it very clear from, uh, if we take in the months from January till the end of May, I was going through the number of uh, don't dance chemotherapy so it was like every second week I received the the chemo, which is uh, like first four rounds were one type of chemo, then four in other rounds were another type of chemo. And it was like, first of all, like, yes, I lost all my hair. I was really like, could could go under the depression. And, and, but I, I don't want anyone to go under the situation where you really uh, taking pity on yourself because it doesn't make you strong so mm-hmm. what ha- what made me strong is just I, I was I was listening to the other patients by the time because once you even that you are in the clinic then you are admitting only on your course and then you are leaving the clinic and you normally work this is what I have done I have been going to the clinic I have received the treatment and I was immediately back to the, my business life. I wasn't traveling abroad a lot, but I was all the time in the office. I literally uh, stand only one week away from the office when I had my operation. But what helped me at exactly being in the office, working with people, making sure I can be helpful to solve the other problems. I can be really like in my regular way to go and to work. First of all, it wasn't it wasn't really easy because uh, my body was struggling with all the aftermath of chemo. You know, the uh, side effects were, were were strong enough. But once I was like recognizing my my brain was working in the same way as they work they're working before, and somehow I realized that I do not need any psychologist even in the time because my work my company and our customers and all the information I have the access to was playing the role of psychologist for me. And I was really 
observing how I can really help people, how I can be in the normal working regime just to make sure I'm going under the lengthy treatment, but I'm going to go under this treatment and to become healthy again. So that was that was my like goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can say that, my goal. Yeah. And I strongly believed that um, this is where I am going. Uh, it was also very emotional because uh, the time I was going under that, my uh, youngest son was only four years old. And, you know, like as a mother, like mm-hmm. my daughter was already over 20. So and my son is only four years old as, as an every mother. I was really worried. So what if anything happened to me? under this time so what will happen to my boy so who will be taking care about them so my family was immediate support and was really friends and family everyone was very supportive but to avoid this type of thinking do not bury yourself in this uh, my advice is to live as normal life as possible Do not cut yourself from the society. Do not cut yourself from your professional side. So to make sure you can take these small things you have and you can, you know, survive through keeping your connection to what you have used to be before the disease. So that that was helpful to me. And I want to tell this to everyone because I, I also heard this from other people who were um, under treatment in the same time. They were talking like, go to work, clear your mind, please do not concentrate on the disease, concentrate on yourself, concentrate on how you can go through it, how you can be. Because this is a lengthy process. Like I had my operations in the end of May and then uh, the other treatment began as the radio treatment, which was around like 40 days. So then after the operations, after the recovery, because there was a lengthy surgical operation, like almost 10 hours. So like I I was recovered. Yeah. So like after this recovery, then was another heat of radiation, which was also very challenging because we know like this treatment is also quite aggressive. But after that, like uh, when I was going through radiation treatment, I, I uh, it's like uh, you, I, I need to explain. It's like 150 kilometers from my house to go to the clinic and back. And all 40 days, I, I was just begging to schedule my uh, radio on the morning so I can go and I can be back and I can be in the office by by lunchtime. So, and I was all 40 wow. days, I was in the office by lunchtime. I was, of course, after radio was taking the effect, I was sitting in my car. My husband was my hero at the time. He was driving the car. I was like knocked down with the sleep because it was, it was like, you know, like it's always taking on you and you sleep these two hours when he's driving and then you are, okay, I'm in the office and you again, take this mode of working on you. And you are not thinking about that because you are not thinking that there is some redness on your neck. You are not thinking that there is something you you might be feeling not very comfortable, but you are thinking about what you need to do today, what it will what it will bring this day. So what is the change? The um, I would say technology partners, everyone who were working with this event by that time, they haven't recognized that I was even away. Maybe some 
you know, a broad business trip were not uh, taken by me and they were thinking why this year Natalia is not traveling a lot. But I was I was literally everywhere, every event which was in-house event. People were like arriving to Ukraine. It was before the war. So like people were traveling. So uh, all our customers were running workshops in Kiev. And I was at every workshop. And I hope like no one noticed that something wrong because uh, I tried to make this scheduled like it's normally like I am in the afternoon arriving because of like because of something. But I was always there. We were working as normal. And uh, I, I'm thinking about that time. It is very challenging. It, it, it was challenging, but when I am remembering it today, the determination of being alive and being in the moment, being present for everything, like for family, for work, for everything, like being there, like saved me. Like because in the middle of of what was going on, the treatment taken from January, even with the dose dance and very, you know, it big dosage of the chemo and radiation the end of treatment was the uh, the end of august so you can it's almost a year of constant treatment so where you go from one stage to another and you always under something so if you if you normally go outside of life and uh, go just into the treatment and focus onto that that's very difficult to manage because then you will be concentrate on everything what you feel what your body is after under like like my photos of that time might look poor but <laughs> but i have i have tried my best do not do not look poor like i was smiling i was always having a scarf uh, to hide my redness of my neck so some 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 of this redness will be with me forever i think so but yeah but I was always trying to look as normal as as possible. Like I think, like people were not seeing me before. Maybe they think it's my normal face, or maybe it's my normal hair, or maybe I, I, I'm just I am just normally such upset and worried. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was trying to live this normal life, and I'm I'm really like um, uh, where was blessed by all these surgeons and all the people in this clinic because this Lizot clinic has the best professionals I met and their professional attitude to my health was was very professional even something was going like not as they planned but they always were saying like Natalia look we had these cases before we know how to work with them and that immediately brought me back to my confidence like they they what what they have done for me they have lifted up my confidence and my chances to survive so they they also lifted up by them because they were not giving up to anything they were just thinking okay so if this is if this is going that way, so we will control this and this. Or if that go in that direction, our recommendation do this and this. You will feel this poor. So please take this and this. I was I was really prepared to any any scenario. So any anything what can what can happen like because there you can imagine there are ugly things were happening like the muscle pain after chemo the other things were literally ugly but once i was put on this uh, calling to my doctor or anyone else they were so much focused on keep me confident 
keep me confident and keep me alive. And like my keyboard therapist, she told me like, oh, Natalia, I can't wait. You will go and see some more pleasant doctors than us. I can't, I can't wait. You go to some more pleasant clinic. So how, how long is this? <laughs> she was she was always you know like kind of joking like uh, like I, I say like I, I read I need to eat only green food now grasshopper so it is I'm broccoli woman now I'm eating this this and this I say she says really and what to do if if I if I weigh you I would eat sausages and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> so she was so like she was so much uh, bringing some humor into all of this situation to make sure like uh, my spirits are up and I can fight and I can be not really uh, too much suicidal and down to the water with all the thoughts. So literally that was very difficult journey but the outcome of that I want to bring to all the people who need this like confidence Live as much normal life as you can do under the circumstances. Bring everything. Do not delay anything. So if you want to do something, just do it. Just make sure you are doing everything what you planned to do, you wanted to do. Never delay anything and try do not it make it like one year out of your life. It is just the another year of your life, just well, just more intense because of the disease is not is not an easy one so that that's the point and that's why uh, the information is very important once i was i was with the, all the oncologists and one round table before i was diagnosed when i was diagnosed i said i am going to lizard clinic because when we were building the up uh, the surgeon from the clinic andrej gulin was the one who was like most confident about the innovations and how to deal with the treatment and everything. So I'm going there. I'm going there directly. It was like that decision. So the, after after diagnosed, just I, the same day, the same time, I, I, I even know, uh, not knowing if they can have me in that day. I was just calling from my car. I need, I need to see you. I need to talk. I need to do that, that. And they were so, so good in the very same day to do the biopsy and everything and everything. And that's just was a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. A miracle indeed. I mean, what you've been saying, I mean, your resilience and strength and confidence aside, it's just fantastic. The fact that you were already working with these specialists and had that information there so you could note that there was something wrong with your body is just miraculous. Yeah. So focusing on the information, if we think of this in a sort of patient-centric way going forward for healthcare systems and the patients themselves, what sort of takeaway would you like to leave with listeners in that capacity? I think I know what to answer here because I met many w women afterwards mm -hmm. in my work. Uh, some of them I was working with. Some of them are my colleagues, unfortunately, uh, because this is happening. This is life. And I was able to be helpful to them because I knew the journey, the information, what will happen, how it will feel. Do not be scared talk to these, these, do these steps, go and the diagnosis itself might be, must be very detailed. Do not trust someone who does not give you the details about your disease. You need to have the details at every stage 
of uh, of the treatment you are. So you need to understand every key element of your diagnosis. So every medical uh, you know uh, um, uh, vocabulary they're using in the description. So the, from the patient from the patient side, I think this thing to be aware about about everything what is happening with you and will be happening is the key. So that mm. every time you go out from the doctor, yes, you have doctor's humble opinion and the explanation, but you have also the something, what Lizard have given me every time, something, you know, summary of the stage where I am with a very concrete description. And then I, I have been really open to the information I can go to the trusted resource and to read the information with the best practices on this, this, and this, and to compare where I am with my journey. This is very important. Like the very important thing also to build trust between you and your physician. So there must be trust and there must be the complete understanding and you mustn't cover anything. So every symptom you are feeling Every concern you have should be expressed and you need uh, you need to tell it. But to be sure, like you're expressing the concern, it is important from patient side to understand that it is concern. So that's why to understand your disease, this is something which is in our hands. So we need as patients all the time understand what is going with your body and to make sure like we uh, we can really see this like in our patient's way but together with aligned with doctor which is building a huge trust so this is this is from the patient's perspective and when i met um, uh, women in in my colleagues and my former colleagues like who were also at a certain time going through the similar journeys my help to them was first of all with sharing this story then sharing the concerns because every time because the, when you go under this very new journey for yourself you still have some concerns so like you would you need to think about um whenever you would do certain steps and certain decisions or not so and people who are going into the direction of treatment they very frequently, they do not know that they will meet with these questions at a certain time. So I, I have been raising like a couple of questions like you need to understand, like the treatment is very aggressive. You need to understand if you're going to work and, uh, while you are treated. You need to understand as well if um, like some other aspects like very physical aspects like the decisions you might be asked to do like at certain stage so you you can understand it now because i'm with you i was there i can tell you this so this is this is going to happen and always good to advise the good uh, doctor the good clinic so to make sure like there is some good experience shared and also very uh, we had in ukraine you know we had these a lot so uh, we, you can't uh, sometimes you, you can't even trust the uh, the medication you have been put under like there there are a lot of forgers who are forging okay. the medications and everything Yes, there's like like there are a couple of scandals in the past years, past couple of years, where especially on treatments, where 
uh, forged by, by you know some criminal people and they uh, uh, people were um, really not showing any signs of improvement by really spending money on the false medication so that, that's couple of uh, this is not happening everywhere but yeah. whenever you are going into the direction you need to trust the treatment you will uh, so you need always make sure so that uh, your treatment is delivered by your clinic so the clinic is responsible so that's that's totally you you shouldn't you shouldn't if you buy something you need to be really sure like what you are buying if you are uh, for going to the pharmacy and you have your prescription so this top, uh, these things are very important i think so that you are really uh, having this trust, harmony, and confidence that you are in the good hands, you have trust to your doctor, you are treated with the proven medication, and you trust the approach of the treatment. So that's that's the basics, but they're important things. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey, Natalia. That was that was very moving. That was very inspiring with the way you've coped. And yes, I hope listeners agree. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, I hope my story will help to those who, who need to find their strength and their ground. I really do it for all of us. Thank you. And so that concludes another episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. You can find out more information about this episode, including a download link and information about previous installments of the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcasts. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe by searching for Pharma Forum. Of course, don't forget to visit our website itself, where you can sign up for daily news and analysis bulletins, and follow us on Twitter, or X nowadays, at at PharmaForum. That's all for now. Thank you for listening.